We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I couldn't find any American friends to do the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving podcast, so I turned to my favorite Canadian, Fred Zinke, who joins us next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by Circus Sports and Splash Sports. Uh, I'm Jeff Erickson here with Fred Zinke. It is Drinksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve, if you will, uh, and here in the States. Uh, Fred is up in Canada though and he's playing hurt, so we appreciate him doing that. Fred, welcome to the pod. How are you? Yeah, thanks very much. I'm I'm a little jealous of all my American friends who get this amazing American Thanksgiving weekend. I don't yep. know much about this Drinksgiving, so is this like a... Like an, a, a new slang. American tradition where now you drink a lot the day before Thanksgiving. I think it's always been a thing like college kids come home from school and they get right. together with their high school friends and go drinking basically, or gotcha. adults first, that first go drinking back. all the time. I got it. Yeah. As if we need an excuse, but uh, yeah. it, it is the one that is given at times. So anywho, um, yeah, so we are in a league together. We are in the uh, flex expert league, super flex league at drafted. I think at, Four in the morning, my time. No, it's only six in the <laughs> morning. Like that, yeah. It was really stupid early. And I was drafting on the wheel in a super flex league. So I got locked out of all the top <laughs> quarterbacks. Uh, you did not. You were drafting second. You're here to try to dethrone Michael Florio from the NFL Network. Michael's won the last two years. We got to we got to end this madness. And right now you're in first place. Yeah, I mean, there's still a long way to go. But uh, yeah, I managed to start off with Josh Allen and uh, that's turned out pretty good. And AJ Brown's had a pretty good season. I picked him up. Um, uh, TJ Hawkinson's had a good season. I don't know that, that team, uh, even Devontae Adams hasn't been good at times this season, but has had some good weeks, good enough in a deeper league like that. Travis mm-hmm. Etienne, Rashad uh, white at eight eleven has worked yeah. out very well for you. Um, yeah. that that's when Cortland Sutton now is paying dividends too. Uh, it was frustrating have, for a while. Cortland Sutton has played has paid a lot of dividends on my bench. I never almost never use them um, really? in that league. I have Brown and Adams. I play them pretty much. Or sorry, uh, yeah, AJ Brown and Devontae Adams. And then I have Marquise Brown. Sometimes I start him, and I've started Tyler Boyd at times because of the injury to T Higgins. So Cortland Sutton scored a, a handful of touchdowns on my bench this year, yeah. but I've got him, and I don't even have him in my lineup this week. We'll see if I change my mind. But Browns have a good defense. I don't have him in my lineup this week either. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there you as go. You, 
yeah, we were talking before we came on that for you picking late, you, you, I mean, I think you made it two solid quarterback picks with Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones. They didn't work out. Cousins was going to work out. Jones. No, it was working out famously. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, Jones was a bit of a boomer bust option, you know, the rushing, but then maybe not a great quarterback. Yeah. But you got golf in the same round, like 10 picks later. So that was in these super flex leagues, like in these super flex leagues, if you nail your quarterbacks, like you're, you're in really good shape. And I, I got Allen and Goff and then yours didn't turn out as well. So who are in your quarterback spots right now? So I, I drafted Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones. I did draft Baker Mayfield in the 11th round as a third quarterback. It turned out really well this year. One pick after CJ Stroud. Ah, what might've uh, been, but Mayfield's worked out. But Mayfield's without a doubt. Solid. Absolutely. For where he's been drafted. I have him in several super flex teams. Yep. Um, I, uh, I'm starting Tommy DeVito in the other spot right now. It's sad. I think for a while I was starting, I think I I was starting. Well, I I mean, for a while it was Jones and then I, I think it was Jones and Mayfield. And I think I faked it one week. Maybe there was another, uh, like a one week guy. I forget who I did, but, uh, nonetheless, it's it's not fun to be scrambling for a quarterback in a league full of sharks in a super flex league. Cause everybody that becomes viable gets picked up except for Tim Boyle. Nobody's picked up Tim Boyle. He's just hovering like an angel. We went through our fab run. Nobody wants him. No, and I didn't I didn't want him. I picked up Jake Browning and and paid a little bit for that and I already have Kenny Pickett who's pretty terrible, but at least he's a quarterback. Um have you ever thought at any point of not using a quarterback in that super flex spot? I think I did at one one week for yeah. sure. I've um, had the odd week in super flex leagues this year where I haven't used a quarterback in those spots, but but mostly I try to get one in even if it's someone like DeVito. Yeah, they can just get to 10 or 12 points so fast if it, you know, what I mean, if they're not absolutely terrible, if they can get one touchdown, right? Like they can get yeah. to 10 points pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. 150 yards even and a touchdown. Maybe they run a little bit like it's just so easy for the quarterbacks to get you at least 10 that I try to use them. Even if I will use Kenny Pickett in this league, if I have to at some point, hopefully that never happens. I will not def- dethrone Michael Florio. Probably if I have to go to Kenny Pickett, although maybe all their problems are solved in Pittsburgh now. Matt Canada's out. Maybe that's maybe, maybe that, I I don't think that's the only problem. No, I don't think so. Uh, so one of the things that struck me about this league is how how draft position sets your strategy in super flex leagues. If you don't, you know, if you're drafting yeah. early, you know, with one exception, I think all like most people took an elite quarterback early on. In the first six picks, uh, first seven picks, six quarterbacks went. Seven, you know, and then we saw uh, eight out of the, the eight out of the top eleven picks were quarterbacks. I'm sitting there on the wheel at eleven. I mean, at twelve, excuse me. And you know, it, it kind of was decided for me. I didn't want to put push up Dak to that wheel pick. Maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong. For for five for first six weeks of the season, I was right about that. Now I seem like I might be wrong. Uh, but Watson didn't pay off. Richardson didn't pay off. Tua, okay, Tua did. That that was your answer. Other answer yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just it uh, as opposed. To, I think there's more strategy <coughs> available to you in like a, a one quarterback league. Ironically enough, in a super flex league, you're you're kind of locked into the elite quarterback early on. It's true. Although I do have, so I only play in super flex leagues, and I have ten super flex leagues. This really? Year. Yeah, and I have ten super flex leagues this year, and I do have some where I picked late and started wide receiver, wide receiver. And then went cheap at quarterback. And some of those teams are doing well. Like maybe you started like Hill, Hill and Diggs or Hill and Chase or mm-hmm. something like that. And then later on, just started messing around with guys like Baker Mayfield. Um, 
and I got Sam Howell in some of them. Um, he's turned out well. Stroud in some of them. But Purdy would to, be a great answer there. I mean, they're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, right answers. Purdy. Yes. So instead of even trying to make up for the guy who got Jalen Hurts, I've just just started in those leagues with, two, like I say, two great wide receivers or maybe wide receiver running back, although that didn't work out as well. The two great wide receivers is where I set, I found, at least so far this year, if I had a late pick, that's where I did better. Uh, two good wide receivers and then don't even look at quarterback even on the next turn and then just go cheap at quarterback and maybe get three and then work the waiver wire right? Try to get anyone in your lineup and hope that those two great wide receivers carry you. Like Now, say on a team where I have Hill and Chase, I don't know if Chase will keep carrying me now. We'll see. Right. Because right? he's so tied to Joe Burrow. Uh, but so far, that team's been okay, just basically on the strength of those two players and then like some cheap quarterbacks. Exactly. So I went differently. I went McCaffrey and Kelsey at the wheel. That's good too. Yeah. And that worked out pretty, I mean, yep. other than week one with Kelsey and maybe, well, the couple, like the Germany game was pretty bad, but yeah. for the most part, I'm yep. not unhappy with that. McCaffrey, yep. obviously I'm happy with. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's great. And then, like you said, Cousins, the Cousins pick was going to work. It's just bad mm-hmm. luck. He's not even a quarterback who plays like a risky style or anything. It was just unlucky. So um, it, I think if he had stayed healthy, well, your team could still do really well, but I think if he had stayed healthy, like you'd be in pretty good shape right now with what you have. And I mistakenly thought Daniel Jones was relatively stable that he would be, he was kind of made, got his contract that, you know, Dable's really figured him out. It'd be fine. Well, and it wasn't uh, obviously. And then now, and then he got hurt, you know, big time there. So that, that, yeah. that was, that was a killer, but you know, it, I think at one point that is driven home though, is finding that that second quarterback yeah. matters so much in super flex. You have off <laughs> and you're yeah. just, I mean, yeah, he wasn't great last week, but you love having him as your QB too. That's right. One of the things I like about Superflex leagues is the talent assessment at quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. like if you nailed that CJ Stroud was actually going to be a really good NFL quarterback right away, right? Like you you profited off that. If yeah. you nailed that Baker Mayfield wasn't done and that maybe the drop from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield actually wasn't that extreme and he could be a solid fantasy quarterback and keep the Bucs you know, like, like I'd argue the Bucks aren't really much any worse than last year. Um, definitely not much worse than last year on offense. Right. So, um, so I, what I really like about Superflex is instead of just the stars at quarterback, like you are really assessing the quarterbacks from around the league. And like you said, like, like we got Daniel Jones wrong, like, and a lot of us did in a lot of leagues. Um, if you, if you got Brock Purdy, right. If you got Sam Howell, right. Instead of Mac Jones, instead of Daniel Jones, you know? So I like instead of Ryan make, Tannehill. Yeah, that's right. And I, so I, I like the aspect of us and that really is assessing quarterback talent. Like all these quarterbacks are going to get to play instead of Kenny Pickett. There's another one who was going late and hasn't done well. So, um, like, like with the quarterback, it's not even really about opportunity. Like, it's not like we're talking about a receiver and how many targets he get he gets, or, or a ball carrier, a rusher, and how many carries he gets. Like, the quarterback's going to play. It's, it's easy, you know, easy good. The people who believe Stroud was better than Bryce Young have profited off that. So good for them. And I, so I like how we're assessing talent. I just think that's a fun way for your fantasy leagues to work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you know, if you believe. Sometimes the preseason matters a little bit. If you watch the preseason and watch the Carolina Panthers when Bryce Young was in there, you saw how how desperate of a situation was, how yep. bad the offensive line was, and how much he was affected by it. Yep. No, that's absolutely true. And they, they don't, and they don't have a lot of weapons. Um, his life is really hard. The jury's, you know, obviously still out on him, but 
Um, and maybe he's not good, but he like he's not getting any help right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. He is not. Although I will say, it's funny. The game Andy Dalton started in Seattle, that offense was a lot more functional. No. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I mean, Andy Dalton could probably squeeze a couple, maybe one more win, two more wins out of that team this year. It's obviously not worth it for them in the long run, even without the first round pick. Like, like to, to squeeze another win or two um, uh, with Andy Dalton, like isn't really going to, isn't going to get them anywhere. They need to develop Bryce Young, but um, yeah, that's a real kick in the pants for them though, to not have the first round, their first round pick in a year that they could possibly finish last. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll say that, you know, it's just, it, it is, it, it's interesting. I, I will say this also too, uh, you know, I, I, it makes me wonder, why the Jets didn't try harder to go get like Andy Dalton as their quarterback? Because uh, when you could see that it just wasn't working out, right? It yeah. just it wasn't working out at all for uh, for for Zach Wilson. Why did you know they still had a chance? And they just didn't do anything with it there. So I looked at that. Actually, I was looking at Zach Wilson recently in in a conversation with a friend, and one of the things that's so important is timing. And remember, he had that game against Denver where he was kind of okay. And I remember people coming yeah. out of that game where we're like, oh, <clears throat> you know, maybe Zach Wilson's kind of figuring it out. And they yeah. won. And they won and he was kind of okay. And then the next week they beat the Eagles. And he was not okay. He wasn't good in the Eagles game, but the Eagles are really good. And they beat the Eagles with him at quarterback. And those two games were right before, not right before, but close to right before the deadline. And I forget who they beat the next week, but the next week he wasn't very good. And they, I think they grinded out a win against the Giants. So yeah. going into oh, the trade, grind is the word for sure too. Exactly. So going into the trade deadline, because it's all timing. Like going into the trade deadline, Zach Wilson had won three games in a row. So you know it's easy to look back now and say, why didn't you guys trade for Josh Dobbs? And maybe they should have. But at the time, you know, they picked him so high, and maybe they're just trying to rationalize, like, you know, hey, we've won three in a row with this guy, and he was good against the Broncos, and. Then he beat the Eagles, who are awesome team. And, you know, I mean, he's not going to look great against the Eagles, but he got through it. And I don't know. It's so much of its timing. And then all of a sudden the trade deadline passed and it was just three total duds after yeah. an, one after another. There, the there was the Hail Mary play where Ty Conklin knocked it away from Garrett Wilson as Chad. Yeah. Yes. But when you're relying on a Hail Mary to win the game, I mean, it, it kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think one of the takeaways of this season in the, the in the real NFL will be the importance of trying to secure a stable backup quarterback. And yeah. these veterans. And they're not growing on trees. There's not a whole lot not. of them either. Not everybody they're, can have a good backup quarterback. Uh, so that's also part of the problem. Uh, and also, I got to say, like the Rodgers synopsis probably worked against him. Remember, like, oh, he's, he's throwing. He's looking great. He might come back sooner. You know, they're... Right. Some people are talking, you know, I, I, I watch the Pat Mayo podcast, uh, every week, uh, the, him with Jeff Feinberg and Tim Anderson and, uh, talking about how, you know, Tim, Tim is a big Jets fan. He's like, well, he's going to come back for the black Friday game. Okay. Maybe it's after that. Well, now there's still, they're, they're still relying on that. <laughs> and maybe the Jets themselves kind of held back thinking, well, we're going to get Rogers back soon. Anyhow, we can, we'll make do until then. And, you know, it's just longer. It, it's going back to the original prognosis almost. Although now he's talking about maybe practicing in two weeks. We'll see about that. I don't know. But anywho, I, I think that also worked against them a little bit. So anyways, that's a perfect segue into talking about quarterbacks for this week. But first, before we do that, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Here are their ads. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you, everybody, for your indulgence with that. Uh, we appreciate being on the Blue Wire Network. Their studios in Vegas are still amazing. Uh, let's talk quarterbacks for this week, Fred. Uh, you know, it, it's... An interesting week. First of all, there's a lot of a lot of changeover again this week. We talked about Browning and and Burrow. Where like, how do you are you utterly burying Browning this week, or do you, is there some hope that he could be handy for you in a superflex league? I mean, I I think I think that hardly anyone will have to start him this week because of the zero buys, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think most people like I I picked him up. Well, we'll see when some of my bid groups go through in some of my FFPC leagues, but. Um, I, I'm going to end up with him on a handful of teams, but I won't start him anywhere this week. Like I think against the Steelers, I have some, I have a lot of respect for the Steelers defense. I know it's I not maybe the best in the league, but it's a good defense. So, um, so I think, I think he's almost a desperation play this week, but going forward, like if he can even show, okay, like when we have buys the next two weeks, especially next week, which is a really tough week for buys. Um, I think he'll, he could get into a handful of lineups. So I think he could be a, like, I like a like a good QB three, 
maybe bad Q, like low end QB two. Like why couldn't he be as good as say Derek Carr or something like that the rest of the way for fantasy? Right. I could see it too. I mean, well, he's stepping into a good situation, especially when, if, and when Higgins returns, doesn't look like that's going to happen this week, by the way, didn't practice today. So we'll see about that. Uh, but you know, you got chase, you got mixing, you have a pretty good offensive line. Uh, you've got great play callers. I think, uh, yeah. can he deliver the ball? Tyler Boyd's a good third receiver. One drop against Houston, notwithstanding, um, over the, over his career, he's been a good receiver. So, I mean, they have, he has plenty of, Good, you know, there, there are worse situations to step into, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I I could see it, but you like you're you're right there, there's no buys, but that, that kind of detracts from him. But I've got him at 26 this week, uh behind behind Geno Smith and Pickett, who you mentioned, and Levis, but ahead of Bryce Young. Uh maybe that's a mistake actually at Tennessee. I could be wrong about that. Ahead of Aiden O'Connell, ahead of Mac Jones or whoever the New England quarterback's going to be, ahead of DTR. Yeah. Ahead of DeVito and God knows ahead of Tim Boyle. He of the one touchdown and 13 interceptions in his last college year. <laughs> um, I think all of that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, I I, I, I wouldn't put him. I don't, can't see anyone else who I would probably put him ahead of for this week. I think I oh, the Bryce Young one's tricky. I think I would put him ahead of Bryce Young this week. That, that yeah. one's tight. That one's tight. Like that Bengals Steelers game could be, you know, a 16, 13 game. Um, so just like the Brown Steelers game last week, I think the Steelers are going to play a lot of those games the rest of the way. Yeah. That's what so, they do. Exactly. The odds makers agree with you. I think the total is 34 in that game or 34 and a half. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, question from Chad. Uh, do you think Bailey Zappi is strong enough to take a chance? I, when I see Bailey Zappi, I see that Spider-Man gif that go, it's going around the two Spider-Mans. Right. I think he is Mac Jones. I don't think there's any difference. Yeah, I he, as desperate, I, he's all he and Mac Jones are kind of in Tim Boyle territory for me. Where I think even in a super flex, I would depends, I guess, where my team's at. But <coughs> I might even rather just play another wide receiver or running back. And I like I already said, I'm I'll try to get a quarterback in anytime I can. But I I don't know. I don't I don't see me, especially with their lack of weapons too. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Absolutely yeah. agree with you on that one there. Um, other quarterbacks, uh, Desmond, can I interest you in a Desmond Ritter reclaiming his starting job in Atlanta going against the saints? Nope. Um, will nope. I take him over? Will I take him over <laughs> Jake Browning for this week? Um, maybe. Okay. So I'll take Desmond Ritter over Jake Browning this week, but maybe rest of season. I would rather have Browning cause I really just don't see Ritter as having much upside at all. Um, yeah. This week, I just don't really want Browning for that game against the Steelers, but there's going to be some weeks, I think, going forward where I would rather have someone like Browning. Yeah. But I really think Ritter lives in the, when you're doing your rankings the rest of the season, like he kind of lives where Browning lives, like in the early 20s. Yeah. One, early 20s, once there's buys, maybe mid 20s, you know, whenever, when all the teams are off buys. But I think, I don't really see, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't give Heineke another start. Well, he's got a bad hammy. He's not even practicing this week. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. But the fact is they did, but your your point still stands though, because they, they said they're committing to Ritter for the rest of the season. They did. Yeah. yeah. Like like it's like Heineke was just there to give him a break. I get I get it too that like they want to figure out what's going on with Ritter. Like, do they actually have something here? Yeah. Or so not? I promise you, I'm not gonna just talk about the bottom third quarterbacks in the NFL here. No, they're uh, the interesting ones, so yeah. Kyler Murray uh, in his first uh, you know is now back. He's played two games. Do you like what you've seen from him so far? Uh I like it enough. Like I think he's like a like right on the bubble QB one, QB two 
type guy. I, I've seen some people having him more in the top 10. I think I'm probably a little lower than that, more like mm-hmm. 12, 13 or so for this week. I've got him exactly at 12, so I'm right there yeah, with you. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'd have him. I, like I, I've seen some people put him ahead of guys like Fields and Lawrence. I would rather have them for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Kyler Murray, say, more than Sam Howell against a good Dallas defense this week. Um, I, I think I like him more than Tua this week. The Jets are really good pass defense, right? So... Um, yeah. I think I might like, I, like I said, I have him kind of right around there around 12 and, and I think in just in general in football, he's one of the most fascinating players to watch for the rest of the season. Cause again, um, another team that has to evaluate their quarterback over the next handful of weeks and decide going into the off season, like, is he their guy or not? Right. Right. Um, it's, it's a tough spot to be in there. So yeah. I, I agree. Uh, one more quarterback, uh, and we'll move on to the other position. Um, and that is, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Finally had his big fantasy game, two, you know, two rushing touchdowns tend to help, but he was just good all around. Calvin Ridley was unlocked. Uh, yep. Is this sustainable or is this just Tennessee's really <laughs> Um, I think it's somewhat sustainable. Like, like, I think that if you go back and look at their box scores from earlier in the season, uh, that Travis Etienne was getting an unusual amount of rushing touchdowns. Like they're just having a lot of drives end with Etienne scoring a rushing touchdown. Yeah. And that stuff is going to even out and it has started to even out in the last couple weeks. I mean, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even out over a season, you know, it evens out the next season or something, but, but I think all the advanced metrics that would say how many touchdowns, you know, a quarterback should have based on all the advanced stats or running back should have, they were all saying that at maybe three weeks ago that Etienne was over. He had two or three more touchdowns than he probably should have. And kind of like Mostert earlier in the season. Exactly. And Lawrence should have had those touchdowns. So yeah. um, Yeah. I I think Lawrence, like, like, I don't think he's going to be a top five or six QB the rest of the way. He could be, I don't think he will be, but like, I think it's the potentials there. Like that's a good offense and a good team. So, Mm. but I think he's a QB one. I like, I was in a, uh, a friend of mine that I helped run his team in in a non-super flex where he was dropped. And I thought that was pretty foolish. Like, I think Trevor Lawrence is too good to drop, even in a one quarterback league. Even late, and this was a week ago before his big game. Chad sneaking in one more desperation quarterback question. I like if it. Gino can't make it tomorrow, would Drew Locke be in front or behind uh, Browning? For me, it's behind because facing behind. Behind, it's, yeah, behind because I think he'll. I think if Drew Locke starts tomorrow, oh, I don't feel good about my Seahawks. Like just in general, like North Seahawks. No, no, not my Seahawks. I'm not sorry. I'm not talking fandom. I mean my other Seahawks. Oh, your Seahawks players. My DK Metcalf shares. My Zach Charbonnet shares. Right. I'm already not that optimistic about him, but you're right. Uh, With Locke, oh, abandon all hope. Ye who enter here. Uh, Yeah, he looks so bad about that there. before we move on to running backs, quick note from our friends at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive scream, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sports book. Circa Sports for the big game bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. I'm here with Fred Zinke from uh, Yahoo Fantasy Sports. You can catch Fred on Twitter at Fred Zinke MLB. 
Uh, Fred is also a good football analyst, too. Not just my baseball co-host during baseball season as well. Uh, let's talk running backs here. Uh, is, you know, we have everybody at our disposal. <laughs> One of the topics that came up on the show, uh, the Sirius XM show tonight, is hello, I am on Jonathan Taylor. I've got him at 22 this week, Fred. Heresy. Tom Foolery. It's just every and it, there's a lot of better running back matchups this week. That's where I'm at on this one here. Yeah, but 22. That is how do you get that low to 22? Okay, so let's do it this way: Brian Robinson <laughs> or or Jonathan Taylor this week. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so Brian Robinson's like a pass catching. It's been really good. Yeah, weeks. I know. I know. I'm not totally buying. You're right. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Jonathan I, Taylor's just got a lot of carries the last few weeks. He has has not caught many passes. They haven't mm-hmm. really involved it. You're right. They haven't involved him in the passing game. I'm seeing people though rank Jonathan Taylor as a top two running back for this week. Top two? Like as yeah. in one or two? Yeah. I'm seeing him that high. That's interesting. Place. Yeah. You no, know, he didn't run that well in the uh, New England game. No. Nope. You know, I just. No, nope, three I, yards and carry, they don't but lots of carries. Time. But they they have gone to the point where he see, is back to getting all of their carries. That's true. Zach Moss has kind of just disappeared out of it here. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. I might have to bump him up a little bit there, but uh, we'll see about that one there. So I, I wouldn't have just for the record, I wouldn't have him in my top. I don't know, ten, eight, yeah. ten. I, like I think he's more like yeah, around, more around twelve or something like that, eleven or twelve for this week, but. Um, but uh, much higher than you have them. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm doing an update tonight, so we'll see about that one. Yeah. Brees Hall, really struggling on the ground, but is active in the passing game. Uh, I've got him at 16 this week against Miami on Black Friday. What do you say? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I could probably put him maybe a little higher than that just because he's so good. I struggle. I have no Brees Hall shares. Um, and then that offense is just so bad. And every week I want to rank him low, but then a lot of weeks he overcomes their bad offense and he makes their only big play of the game. And then, you know, ends up being a good fantasy asset for the week. So, you know, I do have to probably respect his talent and put him a little higher than I would otherwise want to. But man, I just feel like, like going into any, like, like if the Jets got shut out this week, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, (laughs) that's, That's the thing. I would be a little surprised, but it is Tim Boyle. So, I mean, that's what I mean. I, I actually yeah. think this is a downgrade from Zach Wilson. Um, I, I, I think I am less optimistic about my Jets, especially about Garrett Wilson, who I have yeah. way too much. Tim Boyle is just, he's really bad. Yeah. You know, he, I, I don't see how you go in. I mean, Trevor Simeon must look really terrible in practice to not be an option. Uh, the whole Tim Boyle, at least, has played under Hackett thing just, just doesn't resonate with me. I mean, First of all, Hackett, what? Yeah, I don't know. It just the Jets are like cronyism going wrong. I mean, they they get Rodgers and they bring in Hackett. They bring in they bring in Alan Lazard as their number two wide receiver. They bring in Randall Cobb. Uh, they they let go. You know, they trade away uh, Elijah Moore. I ye. I, I, I they, yeah. they they got worse. They got yep. worse. I don't know. Yep. 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 I know. I totally agree. But but again. Hall's talent is such that he overcomes all of those problems yeah. once once a game and gets this massive touchdown or right. Or He's awesome. Of that nature and I just yep. wish he'd be a, had the keys to a good offense. I just yeah. Well, he might next year. We'll see. I love Hall in dynasty. I love him in yep. uh, you know keeper leagues, but yeah, 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 for sure. But I think I would probably have him a little lower than than some other people would. Like I would 
probably, I'd probably rather, I don't know, I was going to say I'd rather use Bijan Robinson this week. I probably would. I think just, just I'm low I on Bijan too. Uh, there's, there's more heresy coming up here in a second, but go okay. ahead. I'm just so pessimistic on the Jets' ability to score on mm-hmm. Friday. I've got Bijan at 19. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, he got more usage in the game before the bye week, but yeah, they're, they're still not giving him a whole lot inside at the goal line. The, the offense isn't any better. That that's part no. of my problem is it's just not that good of an offense. Um, and the Saints actually are a credible defense. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yep. Like I've got Isaiah Pacheco ahead of these guys this week. I think the Raiders are exploitable on the ground. I think Pacheco's going to get his share of work. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. I think they're all in the same tier for sure. Yep. Like there's a, a really good chance that the Chiefs score 30 this week. Yeah. Get, right. Against the Raiders. And there's a really good chance that the Jets score less than 10 and that the Falcons score. Who knows? 15, something like that. This is like screams 1917, you know? Yeah. I'm watch it be like the Saints Falcons game for sure. Yeah. Screams. That's what I mean. That's the game I was talking. And the Jets and the Jets will be, won't even get to either of those two point totals, but the chiefs will probably get to 30. Yeah. Well, I think Colts bucks could be a shootout, but I don't think it'll be the running game. I think it'll be the passing game. People don't run against the bucks. They pass against the bucks. That's how you beat them. Especially with their key injuries in the secondary. That's why I'm just not as yeah. big on Taylor, but yeah, uh, for sure. Although Taylor, yeah, if it's if it is a shootout, like he could still, even if they don't run well, he could still score. I mean, right? he could take a screen pass 75 yards. That could yeah. still happen. Or but... they could throw their way down the field, and he could run one in from the two. Or I'm going to move Taylor up on my rankings. I, I I'm just going to uh, I'm going to promise that right now. I'm going to raise my left hand and say because okay. I'm left-handed, so I'm going to swear okay. that I'll move him up. Um, on the Thursday matchups, here's you know. What are you doing yeah. with the Detroit running backs? They're both good. Uh, and Green Bay gives up the run. Start them uh, both. Start them both. They're both in my top 10. Yeah, I yeah, I could see that. I, I might have Montgomery a little inside my top 10, but that's it. Like I I like them both better than all of the guys we've talked about so far. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I well, I agree. And I I have them ranked accordingly there. Yeah. Uh Delegizi has a question here. Uh except it's Sitting, it's it's a cross position, so it's it's tougher to do it. And usually, I I, I, I try to do questions at the end of the thing here. But mm-hmm. sitting one, Zach, Brees, or Ridley, you know, I'm trying to figure out which Zach that is. Uh, you know, bear with me on that. Um, Charbonnet, I guess that would be. Uh, so Charbonnet getting the start tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, with Ken Walker doubtful, probably not going to play. Um, I'm going Brees and Ridley over uh over Charbonnet there. Yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know what we're going to get from the Seahawks. Like, it so much depends on the health of Geno. And, like, if he doesn't play, I don't want Charbonnet. I, well, like, I'll use him in certain situations. I have him in a league where, like, I just need a running back. But I don't really want Charbonnet in my lineup if, if Drew Locke starts. And then if Smith starts, I'm actually worried about his yeah. ability to finish the game. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say the most likely scenario is he starts and doesn't finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I'm, it, Seattle's a better. I think they got better talent than the way they finish games. They're so frustrating to watch. They they blew that game against. Yeah. They had no business losing that game. I have them. no feel for that. Of all the games this week, I, I have no feel for that game. Like, I feel like that game's close. I just, it's a division game. Seattle is pretty, is they're not great, but they're pretty good. Like it's in Seattle. Like, I feel like that game's close. But then when I look at it on paper with Geno banged up, Kenneth Walker's out. Like, I, like I see the scenario for the 49ers to actually just come in and roll them. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the 49ers are healthier now than they've been in a while and looked really good last week. Like, like I, I see a scenario where the 49ers come in and just win that game like 27 to 10. But I don't know. I don't know if that's – I don't know. I, I feel like Seattle will play them close, but I don't like the idea of starting really any Seahawks this week. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you have Metcalf, you're starting him because – I, ha- I am starting him where I have him. I just don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about that. I don't feel great about Lockett. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I might do it. I'm going to do it anyhow. In some cases, I just don't have a choice. I mean, yeah. I guess I do have a choice. Like, I don't like Mostert against the Jets, uh, but I might. So Mostert versus DK versus Pittman. I'm going to start Pittman for sure. So I, I have to start two of those three, basically. Okay. And one of them has to be a receiver. Uh, right. I mean, that that's also kind of a good problem to have. Uh, I mean, it's okay uh, as far as that goes. Let's uh, do one more. Uh, the Cleveland running backs. Jerome Ford and uh, as well as uh, God, I'm so, so bad right now. Yes, uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, so I have Ford over Hunt this week, but it's yep. really close, like 23 and 25 respectively. Yeah, I probably I might gap them a little more than that, but um, maybe have them like 10 spots apart or so. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I see Ford as like a like a flex, and and Hunt I probably wouldn't really want to start this week. I have seen. Some sites put Ford ahead of some guys like Jalen Warren, and I'm not really feeling that. Like, like Denver's got a good, like, not an amazing defense, but a good enough defense. I know they're easier to run on, um, it, it, but I don't know. Like, like the Browns' offense with DTR, I don't know how much they're going to score in Denver this week. I could see Denver winning that game, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't feel great about Ford. Uh, like where I've seen him at sites, like I've seen, like in some rankings, him around Pacheco around Jalen Warren. Um, I would rather start those other guys than Ford. I don't, I don't feel great about starting Browns this week. I sat all my Amari Coopers. I know we're not on receivers yet, but um, I'll kind of start in a Joku and that's it. I would, I would mostly like to stay away from the Browns. He had the 15 targets last week. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Someone cut in a Joku in one of my leagues and I can't, and I need a tight end, but he's frozen for the rest of the week. I'm like, ah, yeah. he'd be like, come on, it's killing yeah. me. Um, it might be the, it's not the Mark Andrews league that I have. I don't think it is at least, but yeah, it's frustrating. So yeah. uh, moving on, because it's not all entirely about me, just partly about me. <laughs> let's move on to uh, before this receivers. But before we do that, uh, let's talk a little bit about Splash. Rotowire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 foot fantasy football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sports books, Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. Rotowire will be running weekly DFS tier contests on Splash Sports all season. Can you beat the Rotowire experts? Visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today. All right. You mentioned no Amari Cooper in your lineups. That's a good launching point there, Fred, uh, for talking wide receivers. I don't blame you. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is tough spot there uh, at Denver. Who's quietly become a good defense again. Absolutely. And uh, right. And a good secondary and good at shutting down number one receivers. So I just, and Cooper didn't do much against the Steelers last week with DTR in. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, with no buys this week, like I don't see me using him. I would, 
I have a few Cooper shares because I really like the Browns offense going into the season when I thought Deshaun Watson was going to be healthy and pretty good. And they had Nick Chubb and all these other things. But now I, I think I'm going to try to keep Cooper out of my lineup most weeks, unless the Brown, like unless something clicks um, in the next few weeks and I can see something, but now I'm going to try to keep him out of my lineup. Like this week with no buys, I would, <coughs> if I'm starting him, I don't know. My team's probably Disney had a good season. Yeah, it, it's tough because Cooper's a really good player too. He is. He but, is. Yeah, I, I just I play- I, like unless he locks into a touch, I just don't see it. Like, I think it would be hard for him to get more than say like fifty yards. Tyler Lockett or Amari Cooper? Oh. <laughs> Did I hit the sweet spot of? Uh? There you go, Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Demario Douglas or Amari? Because Cooper. at least they'll throw to Cooper a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll Mario take Douglas. Douglas and a quarterback to be named later uh, versus Cooper. Douglas, I think no matter who plays quarterback, they'll throw to Douglas. Yeah, sometimes Cooper. I'm afraid that DTR just may not like he may be blanketed and they may just not really throw to him like they did last week. Just throw to Njoku. I don't know. Just don't throw much. Um, I do think that that New England will throw to Douglas. Yeah, I'm not saying I love Douglas for this week, but I do think New England will throw to him. Does it matter to you who wins that job? Um, for Douglas, um, uh, not really. Maybe I want Mac Jones just because Douglas was having some moments before. Like, like maybe I don't know. No, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. How can I say I prefer Mac Jones at this point over over anyone? Right. Yeah. It's painful. It's really yeah. painful. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones took first reps on Tuesday. Yay. That yeah. means nothing, by the way. Um, it's just someone's got to go first, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah I, yeah, I just don't think it matters that much. So we'll see. Uh, other wide receivers want to talk about a little bit here. Um, I was hoping that we're going to get Jameis Winston this week at uh, quarterback for the Saints, but it looks like it's going to be no. Carr. He's trending in that direction, yep. which means I have to move Chris Olave down. I feel like I do at least. Yeah, although with Michael Thomas gone, maybe he'll funnel the bar- ball a little more to Chris Olave. But yeah, I think Jameis would have been better. I don't know if he'd be better for winning the game, but I think he would be better for Chris Olave. Yeah, uh, that that's. <coughs> I yeah. like the thirty for thirty Jameis from a fantasy standpoint, but there's a reason why the Bucks moved on from him. Yeah, uh, because I mean, you get, the, those turnovers are just killers. I get yep. it there, uh, but man, it's a killer when you can't go downfield either, and. For the most part, it's got to be perfect for Carr to be able to go downfield. So that's yeah. why I, I just don't like it there. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin, sneakily been a disappointment this year. Every week I look up and it's five for 48, five for 53. Yep. I have a lot of him. A lot I of have share. a lot of him. And they throw so and they throw so much. I know. So it's not, you know, the disappointment isn't that that they don't score or they don't throw. They so they just they spread the ball around so much. They do and a lot of checkdowns too. Um, they do. That's, that's part of the problem. Yeah, they do. And I haven't, I'm going to give you like kind of a half baked theory here, but um, I always felt like with Eric Bieniemy that the Chiefs also spread the ball around a ton. And we see the Dolphins funnel the ball to Tyreek Hill more than the Chiefs. The Chiefs use Tyreek Hill a lot, but like, how good is Tyreek Hill? Like, the Chiefs, even when they had Hill and Kelsey, they still they spread the ball around a ton. I, I think it might be a product of Bieniemy that they that Washington spreads the ball around a lot, but there's been games like where those games where Sam Howell had ridiculous number of pass attempts and the target share for McLaurin's pretty low this Mm -hmm. week. I have McLaurin on my bench in a lot of leagues. 
So he's even close to my, so I don't know if you made the playoffs in Scott Fishbowl, but I did. I and, did not. And I'm debating, even in a league, that's a really deep league with your starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And I, like McLaurin is right on the cut line for me because I don't have much faith for him tomorrow against Dallas. Yeah. I, I So the guy I like for Washington tomorrow is Brian Robinson. I, I still right. think that he's going to get a ton of catches again because there's no Antonio Gibson. And I think that's the big thing is all of a sudden they've discovered Brian Robinson can catch. And yeah. the last two weeks it's been, he's just been going off. Uh, yeah. You know, I, it, that's, that's pretty impressive that you have that deep of a squad that you can afford to bench McLaurin. And so it's, ball. it's not even that deep. Actually, I'm just kind of down on him for this week. Like I'm considering, I, I have Nico Collins ahead of him right now. Oh, yeah, me too. And I thought about Josh Downs because I do agree with you that the, that Colts-Bucks game may have a lot of scoring. So uh, I haven't moved Downs higher yet in my rankings because he was hurt going into the bye. Yeah, he was. And I haven't seen an injury report on him. So, But I'm going right. to probably uh, put him around. It'll be in my top 40 for sure. But after that, I'm not sure. Like, What do you do with like George Pickens? Do we completely bury George Pickens now? Or is there hope now with an offensive coordinator change that he he comes back to life? Uh, I mean, the problem is, like, you can say in theory, oh, you're never benching him, but these decisions matter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely they matter. Um, no, no, I, I have George Pickens and Deontay Johnson out of my lineups everywhere this week. Like, let's see what it looks like with a new offensive coordinator. But with no buys this week, like, I have better receiver options, I think, on every team. And okay. I don't really need to use them. And Deontay Johnson has been really disappointing lately too. Yeah. So yeah, until I see some sort of spark from Kenny Pickett where um, I feel like he can get the ball to his wide receivers consistently, but like what a remember back in the preseason when the Steelers were ripping it up and everybody was talking about how oh, yeah. they had, and like Deontay Johnson, hugely disappointing. Pickens disappointing. Pat Fryer has been hurt a lot, but all, even when he was playing like really just that whole passing game, just so disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. And Jalen Warren is really good, and they need to give him the ball more. Yeah, they do. Um, Let's move on to tight ends, um, because why not? It's super fun. Actually, there's more viable tight ends than ever this year, I feel like, lately. And it used to be such a wasteland. But Yeah, I agree. How big were you on the Isaiah Likely sweepstakes in your leagues? So I won Isaiah Likely in a lot of leagues, but not with massive bids. Like in $1,000 Fab Leagues, I I seem to win him a lot of leagues with like $20 to $40 bids. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, wow. yeah, he wasn't super sought after. And I wonder if that's the fact that it's late in the season and then like it, as far as the fantasy regular season and then tight end is a position where you either, like, I think a lot of teams maybe don't need one. So like there, or there's enough teams that are like, oh, well, my, my tight ends Hawkinson, I don't really need a tight end. Although he's going to have a buy, I guess soon, but, um, but anyways, you get my point. Travis Kelsey, etc. But with Andrews going down, I thought at the very least the person who had Andrews would bid heavily on him. But maybe that person's kind of out of it. I don't. Who you never know. Or, yeah. or but what? Um, but there's enough tight ends. Najoku's been good enough. Ferguson's been good enough. Kyle. The Pitts NFFC. Has- I mean, no, that's like a windfall to get a guy like that. It, yeah. it, you're either going if you don't get likely, you're moving down to Ty- Tyler Conklin. Uh, maybe Parham, if you're lucky, he's available. Parham would be good. Uh, you know, he had a lot of targets last week. Um, of course, he also had a drop because he's a charger, and that's what they do. But right. Um, so I have two NFFC leagues. One I where I have Andrews, I won likely 402 to 133. The other one where I don't, I, I have Pitts and other 
it's not great. I would it'd still be good to pick him up. I had two. I bid two fifty six and lost big time. Someone went five fifty five. Like, okay. Huh, okay. Tip my hat to you. Good job. Okay. You got him. Um, but yeah, it's it's the NFFC and it's just that waiver wire is just so depressing every week when you're it is. when you're hurting. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and you have to go really aggressive on these guys but you can only go really aggressive on so many guys right over over the course of the season you don't have enough money to <coughs> to go really aggressive and win that many guys but um yeah but i did end up with likely anyways i ended up with some likely shares i don't think i'm trying not to use any likely puns right now um yeah, that's my job uh, yeah but i i don't think that it's at all certain that he gets even half the targets that andrews got um, but I think it's certainly possible. And like you said, the tight end landscape is not totally depressing, uh, mm-hmm. this year, but, but I still don't know if likely will, yeah, will be much of a solution. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think he'll be a solution. I yeah. think he's in that sort of, uh, you know, Parham, you know, Najoku, if you're so lucky, but he's in that sort of range, like, yeah. uh, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, yeah, he, he, he he's kind of, yeah. you know, he's there, but uh, I, I think he's below. Well, right now, just the jury's out. Like he says, Logan Thomas, <laughs> Logan Thomas, I think is a good comparison. I kind of yeah. have him below in my mind, below Njoku, below Trey McBride, below Ferguson. Oh, for sure. Below Laporta. Yeah. Um, I think Logan Thomas is a good one. Um, I hey, have Lott, below Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Yeah. I have pits all the way down at 15 this week. Uh, I have likely at 13 pits at 15. So I'm, I would start likely. Yeah, they're probably in the same tier. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, so that's where we have likely right now. But the, the interesting thing about likely is like, he could go massively in one direction or another here in a week or two. Right. Like, yep. like, like they keep the tight end really involved in the offense. And all of a sudden he's in the top 10 for sure going forward. Or, they just switch their offense and don't throw to the tight ends much. Um, and all OBJ sudden, just gets more targets. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. that. Maybe they throw to the backs a little more, who knows, but yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden he's actually down with Ty Conklin yeah. where you're like, Hey, I just hope he catches like three passes. Yeah. Uh, so Tanner Hudson was mentioned in the comics uh, in the comments. That's a desperation play. I'm going to leave with two tight ends. I actually started him last week because uh, I had Hunter Henry on by when you, when Hunter Henry on by forces you to ca- <laughs> causes action, you need to consider reconsider yes. your life choices. But yes. Um, yes. When you're, when you're saying, Oh no, Hunter Henry's on a buy. What am I going to do without Kyle Pitts this week? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was there in some leagues actually last week and you're right. I love how you mentioned Ty Conklin to me. He is, and we see these in fantasy baseball a lot too. These guys who are constantly going on and off the waiver yep. wire. Yep. Uh, he is that guy in all of my leagues. hundred like percent where you can pick him up for a dollar or two. If you want to back up tight end or if you're stuck, um, nobody's excited about it. He's on the waiver wire. He's off the waiver wire. That guy to me this year is Ty Conklin. He he's the if you're an arrested development fan, he's the there's always money in the banana stand guy. There you um, go. He, he's always that guy. Um, let's hit through some of these Q and A's before we take off here. I know Fred is uh, donating a lung to the podcast, so we really appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, let's rip through a few of these. Uh, hopefully, we get to most of them. And if we don't, I apologize, but uh, we can only go so long here. Uh, start off with Jeff Rogers says Saquon or Rashad White. Who do you got? Oh, 
I'll go. Uh, I guess Saquon. Yeah, and I'm going one question per person, by the way, folks. Get ask okay. your best question. Yeah, I'll go Saquon for sure. Okay, I'll, Saquon. I got a little more confident. I, I like Rashad White, but I'll go Saquon. I do too. Rashad White's been good for us, but still running the ball is still a problem for the Bucks, and it's not it's not on him. It's yeah, it might be on him a little bit. We'll never know. But I have Saquon too. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Uh, we already asked Delegizi's uh, question there. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, we did that already, so let's move on to the next one, and uh, that it happens to be. All right, Rock Out says one flex Javante Terry McLaurin, who we talked about, or Jaden Reed, full point PPR. Um, one flex Javante McLaurin, Jaden Reed. Um, I'm gonna say Reed. All right, I like it. I like the bold the bold call. I'm gonna yeah. go Javante Williams, but I hate the matchup against the Browns. I just think the volume's gonna be there. Yeah, and in a case like the that, volume may not be there. For, the volume may not be there for Reed. I just have a feeling a few like plenty of points are gonna be scored in that first game tomorrow. See, I don't. I think it's gonna be. I think th- I, I I would bet under on the Packers uh, share, if you will, okay. too. If you could do okay. that. So I, do you I think the Lions are gonna? So do you think the Lions are gonna win that by a lot? I think it's gonna be like. 24 to 9 or something like that. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. I think the Lions will get theirs. Um, and then they'll I put it the more color. like 31 20. I just the Packers are so banged up. Yeah. Uh, it's a short week. Yep. I think the Lions they, they kind of got caught off guard by the Bears last week. They won't yep. be this week. Yeah. Daniel says needs two wide receivers in a PPR league. Addison, Lockett. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Ridley, Reed, or Downs? A lot of names there, and I know some. You mentioned Downs earlier. Someone you like? Do you like him enough to start him over that other the rest of this crew? I think we start Ridley. I'm going to stipulate yeah, Ridley. Agreed. agreed. You get okay, to pick so, one more from that bunch. Right. So I'm not starting Lockett. I'm not starting Johnson. I don't feel great. Uh, Downs. Maybe I start Addison. Addison hasn't been good lately, but I think maybe I start Addison. All right. All right, that's strong endorsement from a strong man there, folks. Uh, all right, let's go, Josh, who asked a question. Waddle, Warren, Derrick Henry, or Singleton as a flex? Uh, has Mostert and Pacheco as his running backs are ready. So Jalen Waddle, Jalen Warren, Derrick Henry. God, Derrick Henry, we're asking about as a flex, and it's not even a slam dunk. What say you, Fred? Um, Yeah, actually, I'm not going to pick. I don't think I'm going to pick Henry. I think I'll pick Waddle. Yeah. I'm going to go Henry because it's against the Panthers. If you can't get yeah. it done against the Panthers, forget yeah, it. Yeah. But you know what? You might be right. I'm a bit of a sucker for Waddle. I probably overrate him a bit. I mean, I'm going to pivot. Actually, I'm going to join you. Don't uh-huh. listen to me, Josh. I'm going to Henry. I'm going to Henry. I think I've, I think I've been overrating Waddle a little bit this season. Yeah. it's it, He's again <laughs> classic second receiver problem. Same thing happens with Higgins. But I feel like second receiver against the Jets may work out. Like, right, because you don't get sauce. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe sauce can't even handle Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's that's a good point. We'll see. Uh, RR Josiah says Eckler, JT, Del Kamara. Who sits from this one here? Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Dell, and Kamara. One of them has to sit. Who is that man? Um, I'll sit Kamara. All right. Um, <laughs> Daniel says, would you do AJ Brown for DK Metcalf and chase? You're assuming you're, you're trading away Brown for those two. Would you do that? Yeah. Um, it's so context dependent. Like I need to know who Daniel's other wide receiver is. Like if his other wide receivers terrible, 
than I might. I know all the flaws with Chase now with Browning at quarterback and mm-hmm. and everything, but I would say mostly no. Most, okay. Like if I if I had an okay second receiver, then no. What about you? Um, mm, it's really how good do you think Chase can be the rest of the way? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it, it really is all context dependent. It really is. That's the tough part there. That's, I'm going to take the suckers way out and say it's context dependent. Admiral Nita says start one, Cooper Cup, Nico Collins, or Adam Thielen. Cup. I don't know if Cup <laughs> plays uh, this week or if he plays and is compromised. Uh, I mean, the good news is you don't have to make this decision tomorrow by tonight. You can or tomorrow even. You can wait till the weekend uh, to have a better idea on that. Let's just say let's stipulate that Cup is questionable but plays. Who are you starting? I think I'll start him if he plays, and if he doesn't, I'll start Thielen. All right, I'm going I might start Nico. I think this. Could I, be I thought about it. Yeah, Nico and Thielen's pretty close for me. Yeah, just with how well Tank Dell's been doing lately, like I don't know. It's just I'm not sure about the target share for Collins. I but mm-hmm. I don't mind him. Uh, Lucky Leo asks Alavi, Alave, Brees Hall, Javante Williams, or Dell. Who sits in this bunch? Need th- he needs three. I think it's Javante Williams. Let's <laughs> get your opinion on it. All yeah, right. Williams sits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just terrible matchup on that one there. Yeah. Um, and that is going to be our final question of the day. Thank you, Leo. Thank you for everybody for uh, sending in your questions. Thanks for listening live. Uh, or wherever you get your podcast after the fact. Thank you, Fred, for joining me. Uh, really yeah. do appreciate it there. Um, and get well, and good luck the rest of the way in your leagues. Yeah, thanks, you too. All right. Thanks to Circa. Thanks to Splash Sports. Uh, we got uh, John and Mario later this week, and, of course, our DFS pod on Friday. Thanks for listening. Take care. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com